Trudeau says he is deeply sorry he appeared in brownface at school gala in 2001. Oh, yes. As I want to do first thing in the morning, sometimes when I'm taking my morning tinkle, I'll just take a gander at the headlines. And I saw this and I was like, oh, shit. Are you serious right now? Let's go back in time 19 years so we can give the current prime minister a bunch of shit for an acting gig. Oh, shall we? Liberal leader Justin Trudeau says he knows now that his decision to dress up in brownface and a turban for a gala at a private school where he worked 18 years ago was a racist thing to do and he is now deeply sorry. Trudeau also admitted there was a second instance of racist behavior. <gasps> oh my god! When I was in high school, I dressed up at a talent show and sang Deo with makeup on, he said. Oh no! First of all, fucking okay, Justin. Speaking to reporters on his campaign plane, Trudeau apologized for his actions, saying that he now recognizes his actions were racist. <laughs> in 2001, when I was a teacher in Vancouver, I attended a gala. Oh, shit. Oh, when it said West Point Gray Academy, I had no idea they were talking about the van the one here in Vancouver. Oh, that's crazy. Okay. And then, 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 anyways, in 2001, when I was a teacher in Vancouver, I attended a gala. The theme was Arabian Nights. I dressed up in an Aladdin costume and put makeup on. I shouldn't have done that. I should have known better, but I didn't, and I'm really sorry. I take responsibility for my decision to do that. I shouldn't have done it. I should have known better. It was like he's writing a song right there. It was something that I didn't think was racist at the time, but I now recognize it was something racist to do, and I'm deeply sorry. I take responsibility for my decision to do that. I shouldn't have done that. <laughs> oh my god, all these adults apologizing like children for shit they did when they were in high school 19 years ago. To, by the way, be in a play or sing a song or do some kind of production. So I wonder if there's any actual actors out there who played paraplegics or anything like that. Is that not okay as well? Because is that paraplegicist? Is that ableist or whatever the fuck they call it these days? I don't know. They got a label for everything, these kids, because they have nothing better to do with their time than sit here and just, I don't even know who, who brought this up. What if it was an adult? What if it's just some hater, some rank-ass hater just chilling out there? Trudeau's too pretty. I don't like him. Look at this. In 2001, he wore brown face. On behalf of the Browns, since I am one, Mr. Trudeau, I forgive you. I hope you had a lot of fun when you did that because uh, this picture looks great. Although your hand is around this, this like girl's neck and it's like resting on her chest. It's kind of awkward, but hey, I mean, you went all out. Even your hands are super brown. How did you even get that dark? That's not brown face, dog. That's black face. But anyways, <laughs> okay, let me read on here. The 2001 incident was brought to light Wednesday evening by an article in Time magazine, I see. Well, 
I guess if I read ahead one more line, I would have been able to discern that on my own. Oh, wow. I love how this article starts, too, by Annapurna Kambapati. Kambampati. All right. Justin Trudeau wore brown face at 2001 Arabian Nights party while he taught at a private school. Like, <laughs> okay. Justin Trudeau, Canada's prime minister, wore brown face makeup to a party at the private school where he was teaching in the spring of 2001. Time has obtained a photo of the incident. The photograph has not been previously reported. The picture was taken at an Arabian Nights themed gala, which would, which should actually make you think, oh, you know, maybe he's just playing the part. Maybe he's not racist after all. Time has obtained a photograph of the incident. Listen, Mr. Trudeau, I feel like if you are going to accept that you are racist, um, or that you are racist at this time when your intentions obviously were not racial at all. Um, it makes you look kind of dumb. It makes me think you don't understand what the word racist or racism means. And as the leader of our country, I find that a little bit dis disconcerting, to say the least. Why are people just capitulating to this bullshit of, hey, you were racist 20 years ago because you painted your face a darker shade to, to be in this production or play or for a theme or whatever? Um, I think that's kind of the point of the theme, you know? I mean, if you're having a black-themed party and I show up in blackface because I want to be someone black... At a black-themed party, what if they wanted us to dress as the Harlem Globetrotters? Am I allowed to wear blackface then? Am I racist because I want to be like them because they think they're cool because those guys can throw a goddamn basketball? Like, that's why they call them basketball Americans, you know? <laughs> but really, though, isn't it getting ridiculous? And now Justin Trudeau, this goddamn twink, can you not just be like, how is this racist? You understand that the theme of the evening was Arabian Nights? Who is going to be the person who has enough balls, aside from Trump, to be like, no, fake news. Obviously, he takes it way too far, that Trump. But with stuff like this, it can easily be called out. And anybody who buys this shit is stupid. And I can't believe time would post this like this, like it's some hot story. Hey, time, you're running out of shit to talk about, hmm? You're running out of shit? What's going on over there? You got beef with the Canadian PM? Why don't you take it up with him? Instead of calling people racist in your big-ass publication. Jesus Christ, this shit. The photograph has not been previously reported. The picture was taken at an Arabian Nights-themed gala. Sorry, I read this one. The photograph appears in the 2000-2001 yearbook of West Point Gray Academy, a private day school where Trudeau was a teacher. Earlier this month, Tom obtained a copy of the yearbook, The View, with the photograph of Trudeau and brownface from Vancouver businessman Michael Adamson, who was part of the West Point Gray Academy community. 
Adamson was not at the party, which was attended by school faculty, administrators, and parents of students. He said that he first saw the photograph in July and felt it should be made public. Yo, Michael Adamson, you're a cunt. Okay? I gotta wonder if you gotta jump on telling the world or telling Canada, I guess, that the prime minister is racist because he painted his face brown for an Arabian Nights themed gala. What kind of skeletons do you got in your closet? I often feel like people do that shit. They really try to throw shit on other people so that they can throw off the scent of the dumb, fucked up, stupid shit that they're doing. Otherwise, you just don't care what other people are doing, especially if it's fucking 20 years ago. Holy moly. Oh my god, 20 years ago, someone did something bad when they were in high school and their brain wasn't fully developed and they aren't totally experienced with life and they were probably hanging around, hanging around with a bunch of people in the same position because, hey, that's how it goes in high school. That's how it is. But please, let me bring this up 20 years later like it's some kind of counterpoint against this guy's prime ministry. Ugh, like, children, this is child shit. You know, and I'm not going to say I don't engage in this kind of behavior every now and again. I'm a human being, too. But like this. Not 20 years back. I'm not going to go 20 years back. Okay, if you did shit within the last like five, six months to me. Yeah, I might have a fucking problem if it's that bad. But 20 years ago. And again, that's to me personally. This is crazy that someone just, like, takes something on like this. All right, let's continue. Speaking to reporters Wednesday night following Time's publication of the photo, Trudeau apologized. Trudeau Trudeau said he wore blackface makeup in high school to sing Deo, a Jamaican folk song famously performed by African-American singer and civil rights activist Harry Belafonte. I deeply regret that I did that. Do you, though? Do you, though, or is that just the thing to say? Why is everybody happy with the placard apologies and the bullshit? Why does everybody want that? It's like, you could blame the guy for anything and he'll come out and apologize and that'll make people happy? I don't think so. I don't think so. People are not happy with just an apology. People are not. They want justice and retribution and uh, I don't even... uh, It's just, it's whatever to me. Let's see. Speaking to reporters Wednesday night following Time's publication of the photo, blah, 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 blah. I didn't consider it racist at the time, but now we know better, he says. We know better. On Wednesday, Zita Asrabas, the media relations lead of the Liberal Party of Canada, which Trudeau is the leader of, confirmed that the Prime Minister was in the photo. It was a photo while he was teaching in Vancouver at the school's annual dinner, which had a costume theme of Arabian Nights. He attended with friends and colleagues dressed as a character from Aladdin, said Astrovis. Trudeau was planning on addressing the photograph to the media later this evening, according to the Astrovis. The Astrovis? Okay. 
The Prime Minister's official director of communications did not return multiple calls. Yes, because this is so super silly. Prime Ministers got Prime Minister shit to do. Presidents got presidential shit to do. They can't address every stupid, dumb thing that the fucking lamestream media wants to throw at them. Because if they do, you're distracting them, A, from doing their goddamn job. And B, they're... It's just such a waste of time. And I think they know that. But they have to engage in the stupid-ass PR bullshit for perception management. We gotta manage everybody's perceptions. We gotta make sure either everybody knows he's a racist or everybody knows he's not a racist. We need clarification on this issue. We must know. Is there implicit racism in this man? Let's see how he reacts to us posting this photo of him in blackface or brownface. And just straight up accuse him for being racist. Let's see how Trudeau deals with this. And of course, like a fucking bitch, he apologized. And he shouldn't have. And the more leaders do this stuff, the more it just sets a super bad precedent. It's a bad influence to have out in the world. That if somebody calls you something and you're not it, even though, I mean, this can easily be explained. It was easily explained in the apology. But he has to apologize for it anyway. For what? What's his gain here? To make everybody else more pussified? So that we get so offended and upset by something so stupid, like taking a cover-up that's a shade darker and putting it on your face? Who the fuck cares? <clears throat> Doesn't it just make you want to go get that stuff and put it all over your face and walk out? <clears throat> I just don't know. Trudeau has previously garnered regular media attention in the Canadian and global press for his choice of attire. In 2018, he was mocked for the elaborate Indian garb that he, his wife, and their three children wore during a visit to India. That's a problem for you guys? We want multiculturalism. We want all the races to mix. We want all the cultures to mix. It's a melting pot here in the Western world. We like it. We like it when uh, when people explore other people's cultures and stuff. No, you don't. You don't like it when white people do it. I mean, I'm not the biggest Trudeau fan, okay? And even I made fun of the fact that they were standing in front of the Taj Mahal and they all had, like, suits and gorta pajama on and they were all taking pictures in front of it. But you know what? It's still very nice. It's very nice that people want to visit other places and immerse themselves in a different culture with different people and see what it's like and wear the clothes. How you can eat shit for doing something like that is beyond me. I just don't understand. I don't understand how you can get mad at somebody who's exploring another culture, trying to include themselves, fit in, learn, be a chameleon. You ever done that? Haven't you ever traveled? Oh my God, Trudeau was criticized for his choice of attire to his visit in India in 2018. Yeah, okay, you have to wear a rumal, which is a head cover, when you go to the temple. So would he, would he have gotten shit if he just wore that? 
He probably didn't feel good walking into a gurdwara or a temple, sorry, in jeans and a t-shirt. Is it that weird? I mean, an Indian, a male Indian outfit is just a longer shirt with like white, nice pants. It's like the most comfortable thing ever. The shoes are stupid. Hopefully he didn't wear those, but I'm pretty sure he did. They're called kose, and they're pointy, and they are just not comfortable to wear, okay? I'll give him shit for that, simply based on comfort. But holy crap, that's so crazy. Like, I've seen him dance and stuff, and let me tell you, he's not the greatest Bhangra dancer, okay? But who gives a shit? I'm going to laugh at it, I'm going to enjoy it, and he probably had a great time dancing with those two cute Indian girls, being at the Gurdwara or the temple and like immersing himself in a different culture, cultures and the types of people that live in his country to acquaint himself. And people are getting mad. Like I said, I am not his biggest fan, okay? But can we not be reasonable about this kind of stuff? I mean, I'm not of the mind that anybody who is listening to me right now thinks too differently off the mark if you do i'd like to hear from you but i mean it just seems unreasonable to get mad over something so silly like that you know i just don't know what to say here like what is the point of this i need to have a sip of my coffee before i lose my mind oh my god his high school picture is so cute (laughs) i'll make sure i post both these articles the cbc one that i found originally that linked me to the actual original Time article. And it'll be in the description for you, okay? In case you want to take a look at the pictures or see what's up. They will be there. They will be there for you. Okay. What else? Let's see. Do I even want to finish this story? The United States. Wait, Trudeau was far from the only public figure who darkened his skin in the past for a costume. Yeah. The United States has a long and painful history of white performers darkening their faces to demean and dehumanize African Americans, a practice made popular by minstrel shows in the 19th century. Blackface, pardon me, blackface continued into the 20th century in Broadway shows and Hollywood movies. Okay. In February, Virginia Governor Ralph Northam first apologized for and then denied he was in a 1984 medical school yearbook photo that surfaced earlier this year showing a man in blackface and another in a Ku Klux Klan hood. Despite criticism, Northam declined to step aside. Alabama Governor Kay Ivey also apologized this year after a radio interview from the 1960s surfaced in which she was described as wearing blackface. These motherfuckers get paid to write this shit. This is a gossip column in time. Please correct me if I'm wrong. But I didn't think the time was really a gossip column. I know they like to celebrate certain people and do that whole thing. Time businessman of the year. Time this. Time that. Okay, that's great. This is... uh, Kind of a sad article to see in time, but hey, who am I to say? Who am I to say? Not much, but let me tell you an experience I had last night. Because yesterday, I decided 
to actually take a look at the Tinder app. So about a week and a half ago, or a week ago or something, I downloaded it, right? You know my aversion to dating apps, and especially Tinder, because I've heard nothing but horror stories about this goddamn app and the people who use it that has just kept me away. But yesterday was one of those days that I was like, you know what? I'm never going to fucking know unless I just try. It could be the worst date ever. Just do it. I, I opened the thing. There were matches or I had messages or something, whatever, however it works. Okay. I know the first day I got it, I looked at it and most of the ones I was looking through, I was like, X, 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 X. Nope, 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 nope. There were maybe like two or three that I was like, oh, he's cute. Oh, okay. Oh, okay, I guess your bio is acceptable because it has nothing in it. <laughs> Dude, people's bios are so funny. I, I don't even. I don't even. But either way, whatever, right? So I looked yesterday, or not yesterday, a few days ago, sorry. A few days ago. And this guy and I had just been like talking back and forth. Like, oh, hey. Oh, hi. So where are you located? So where are you at? Oh, shit, you're really close. Oh, shit, you're really close. Didn't message for a few days. Was having this feeling yesterday that I was like, you know what? Fuck, I don't want to stick. I don't want to stay at home. I want to try something different. So I'm like, hey, what are you doing today? <laughs> oh, nothing. How about we meet here? I'll roll us a blunt and then we can go for food. Yes, well, we didn't say food in the text. Our plan was actually just to smoke and chat. So he picked me up. We met at the gates of the graveyard that's right by my house. It was dead on arrival. Ha <laughs> ha, like my, my graveyard joke. <laughs> so funny. Anyways, it didn't turn out to be a horror show. You know what I mean? It wasn't. There wasn't any crazy expectation. There wasn't any kind. Nothing happened after. It was like we we smoked. We had sushi. And we had to stop at the store quick. And then he drove me home. And the entire time, we had very nice conversation. Dude, this guy lives like so close to me. And uh, it was just super casual. Here I am freaking the fuck out, right? Thinking, ooh, I don't want to end up like fucking someone. I don't want to be in a situation where I'm stuck and I can't get out. I think I just got super lucky with this first experience. But it's kind of an interesting place to see myself in because I don't just go out and meet people like that. But it was really fucking fun. And, um, I had such a good time and it was so weird how it did go so well. You know what I mean? We had great conversation. We laughed. We were telling each other stories about stuff. He was telling me about work. I was telling him about work. And it was just like, I have this thing where if I'm, I don't know, I tend to have the, the general sense about me that like we've been friends before or we are friends. You know, I don't treat people too like, Oh, new person. Oh, gosh. It's a, I don't like that. I like, to, I like the familiar feeling. I like the feeling of like, hey, we've talked before. Or I'm just continuing a conversation that I've had before. And by the way, our sushi was so good. There's this place I always go to. It was so awesome. I'm like, okay, so do you want to smoke any? He's like, that's a great idea. What do you want? I'm like, well, there's sushi, Greek. And he's like, sushi. And I'm like... 
Oh, shit. He answered that real fast, and that was a really good answer. Um, okay, well, do you know where you want to go? No, do you? Yeah, actually, I know this place. It's pretty good. It's not that far. All right, tell me the address. Let's go. It was just like, bam, 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 bam. It just clicked. It clicked. So, for a first date experience on Tinder, gotta tell ya, I had a pretty good time. Do I think that's gonna happen again? No, I don't. So, until I get that feeling again where I'm like, I wanna go out, I wanna go out, or do something like that, where it's just like an impulse that I act on, I think I'm gonna keep it chill. However, it's cool to know it's there, and it's cool to know that, you know, if I ever get in a situation like that and it goes badly, just stay near home, stay in a place where there's lots of people around you, make sure there's a cop shop around, and if he's a nice boy, you won't have to worry. <laughs> it was like hanging out with a friend, you know? It was great. It was great. We had a really great time. And we'll see how that goes. Um, just, just my general usage of that. I mean, it's good to have, it's good to know people who are around anyway, you know what I mean? Instead of being here all alone and hiding away all the time. Being alone and hiding away all the time and fucking blah, blah, blah. Yes, Amy, go meet people in your city. Go hang out. Why are you restricting yourself and being so fucking lame and being so terrified? What are you scared of? What are you scared of? Have fun. And like, I realized so many things about myself yesterday. Are you ready for some really hardcore horn tooting? Um, I always love, the, the biggest compliment for me in any kind of situation where I'm with another guy like that is, is he laughing? Like, am I making him laugh? I know girls don't usually care about that, but it's a big thing for me. It's such a huge win for me if I can crack a joke and make a guy laugh. Also a win if he can make me laugh too. Laughter is pretty much everything. If you can't bring me that, we're going to have a hard time. You know what I'm saying? And uh, man, we were like cracking jokes and having fun. And as we were talking, I couldn't help it. I'm like, do you like stand up? Like, are you a comedy guy? And he's like, yeah. And I'm like did you watch the new Bill Burr? And he's like, that's funny. I was just going to ask you that. And I'm like, holy shit. And then we talked about that. Then we talked about our favorite comedians. And we talked about a bunch of shit. I mean, <laughs> we didn't get too, too deep into anything crazy. But I mean, why do you need to? You know what I mean? It just went where it went. And I love those situations. I love the situations where you can talk about anything. The conversation goes anywhere. And no matter what you talk about, there's no weird feeling. There's no awkwardness. There's no discomfort. It just seems to flow comfortably. And it was very fun. And the other thing it made me realize about myself, too, is I'm like, oh, you know what? I'm actually not that bad at this. I'm actually a pretty fucking awesome date. I'm a lot of fun to be around. And I just it's fun. Like, I'm a fun person. He's like, you know what? You're really fun. Like, you have to be one of the very few most chill girls that I've gone on a date with. And he told me horror stories about these girls that he's been on Tinder dates with. And I'm like, let me tell you something. You're my first ever Tinder date. This is the first time I've ever used Tinder. And he was like, what? Really? And I'm like, yeah. 
I mean, look at the stories you just told me. And those are girls. What do you think is going to happen when some weird-ass guy, or if I come across some weird-ass guy? He's like, that's very true. I'm like, yeah, exactly. So I'm just going to do my best to avoid those situations because I'm pretty powerless if I'm alone with a guy, not in public, for example. I don't think that'll ever be the case. I won't allow it to happen, but still, you never know sometimes, you know what I mean? Anyways, we had a great time. I feel better about myself. Like, oh my God, you know what? Maybe I'm not as bad at this dating thing as I think I am because I'm actually really fucking good with people. How can you be bad at dating if you're good with people, right? Actually, it totally, it totally changes kind of the atmosphere between the two people like as soon as there's any dating kind of scenario or relationship scenario that kind of alters the context of a relationship between two people it definitely fucking changes and dating and being in a relationship are two very different things and I think that that's something I need to sort out in my head too but hey who knows I guess we'll see but I'm pretty happy that for a first experience with Tinder, I had a great fucking time. He didn't creep on me and he dropped me off at home and made sure I made it inside. He stayed in his car until I waved him away, which is always a nice thing. It's like, bye. Bye. Have a good night. It was good to see you. Okay. Bye. 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 That sushi, by the way, was so good. Bomb ass sushi. Bomb ass sushi, yo. Cannot complain about that. One other thing that I wanted to touch on. <coughs> Actually, from the last thought cast, I was talking about my girlfriend and like people being sad and that kind of stuff. And I just don't know what the deal is with that. I don't know if there's something wrong with me. I don't know what the. I, I understand what's happening. And what's happening is. I'm concerned that I'm a shitty friend. I'm concerned that I cannot provide consolation to the people that I love when they need it the most. I'm concerned that I can't be the... I want to be able to be a great friend in whatever way that I can. And I think I'm at a point in my life where I'm actually really failing at that. I'm really failing to be there for people in the way that I want to be there. And I don't know how to fix that. I don't know how to feel certain things or not feel certain things. And I don't want to fake any kind of support that I'm giving. And I don't know if fake is the correct word because obviously that's inaccurate. Faking is not my thing. But um, I can't fake sympathy. You know what I mean? I can't be like, oh, I feel bad for you if I don't feel bad for you. But it's, it's a strange situation because I feel bad. I feel so awful, right, for this loss that this dear girl is suffering. And then at the same time, because I don't understand that loss, I'm not just, oh, I love you, it's going to be okay, <coughs> which I, 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 eventually it will. But I don't think she needs to hear that, you know? So my solution at the moment right now is... Just all I can do is be honest and I guess sound like an asshole until I navigate this problem a bit more and people lean on me a bit more and I can actually be that person who's supportive and caring and make somebody feel like, hey, listen, you're not alone. I'm here for you. Because 
my, my concern about being a good friend or being a good whatever, you know, being a, being a good date, being a good friend, being a good girlfriend is like, I can't do that without feedback, number one, which I'm not getting. Number two, my intuitions kind of tell me like, mm, you're being a little bit rough here. I don't think you're dealing with this properly. And the other thing is, is I want to treat my friends and the people I love the way that I want to be treated myself. You know, like my girlfriends, it's very easy with if I'm the way that I am with them um, most of the time. They're they're super they're way nicer than me. You know, they're they're sweethearts. They're very gentle people. I I would say I'm more abrasive, kind of like sandpaper or something (laughs) when it comes to matters of feelings. But over the last little bit, I think I've been softening up. I've been getting a little soft, you know, I've been getting a little, a little, I don't know, in my 30s, maybe I'm going to be more maternal and motherly. That's what happens when you don't have children, your maternal energy just gets projected outwards into the world and everybody's your fucking child. You want to treat them like they're a child, kind of. (laughs) Well, you want to be as gentle, you want to be gentle with them, right? Because you love them. But I don't know. I feel like I'm I'm not gentle. I'm not a gentle person. I have my moments, but generally no. And I feel like it's a it's a quality that's kind of necessary. And you know who teaches you that gentleness is important? Other people who are really abrasive and not gentle. Um they're kind of clunky emotionally, you know. They don't They don't, there's no grace with which they conduct themselves when they're in a situation where somebody is upset or needs support or needs something like that. That's me. I'm clunky. I'm emotionally clunky when somebody else is emotional. But when I'm emotional, I need somebody to not be clunky with me because it just doesn't work. I don't need your clunky, unemotional fucking ass over here while I'm sad and I need like tenderness and love and consolation and comfort i don't need hard truths when i'm fucking crying or sad dude you know and um but it seems like the right thing to do because i like to give hard truths. so yes i do like hard truths but that's not how it works when people are sad you know it just it doesn't help them And I've always been a little bit stuck on this because I know what I need. I know for me, it's like all hugs. You need to be nice to me. Yo, sorry my parents didn't love me when I was younger. And sorry that people in my life have to deal with this like this shit for me. But whatever, dude. What is the deal with you if loving somebody who needs a little extra is a problem? If you don't want to give it to them, fuck off. Don't hang around because they'll take your half-ass love because you know what? There's not many people out there who are going to just throw their heart at you. It's not how it works. It's just not. People are apprehensive about that and that's fine. It's understandable. So people like me who need a little extra will just keep around like a hundred half-ass people instead of having like fucking 50 full-ass people or even 10 full-ass heart people because... It's just not given so easily, that love and that kind of support from fucking strangers, which is, again, understandable. That kind of love you're supposed to get from your family. 
you know, from the people you share genes with. That is how it's supposed to work. However, in my situation, or if you have a situation like mine, where you did not have a good connection with your family or your parents, it's going to be very difficult. And a lot of the time, it's unfulfilling. People are unfulfilling, you know? And then I start to realize, I'm like, you know what, I'm, I'm never actually going to be okay with just one person. One person cannot give me everything. Two people cannot give me everything. I'm probably going to need to and have kind of made it through life in this way where there's five or six people in my life at the time and each person provides a very integral part of the things that I need to feel good and secure and confident in myself that I have support, that I have love, that I have the things I need from people. And then I'm getting that shit. It's very difficult. Loving is a difficult thing to do. Loving is a difficult thing to do because it all comes through this fucking filter of your childhood and all the fucked up shit that you experienced. And then, you know, you get to a point in life where you're fucking jaded and that's going to affect the way you love someone too. It has me at a point where I'm just like, I don't want to care anymore. I don't want to care. But you know what? No, I do want to care because I don't want to be one of these people who just gives up on feeling things and on caring for people who are worth caring for. And yeah, sometimes they're going to make your life really fucking hard. And if it's too hard, leave. But if you love them, first of all, show them and be there for them. And when you can't, which is where I feel like I'm at now. I feel like I ju- I'm just inadequate here. How do I up my friend game? How do I level up here? How do I... There's something broken in me too <clears throat> that I need to fix so I don't have such a big trust issue. I have this thing too where, you know, sometimes you get into fights with people and they say just the most horrific shit to you because they've lost their fucking mind and they're upset now. And they think that that's a good reason for them to just unleash and say the worst possible things. That shit for me, when people do that to me, and it's happened so many times in my life, it crushes me. It absolutely crushes me. And it just puts my mind into this closure state of, you shouldn't put up with this. This is bullshit. If someone is so fucking upset that they're going to take every little fucking thing that they know could hurt you or make you a little insecure and they throw it at you, that's not a healthy person. That person's not okay. And after that happens, there's no fucking excuse or way to wiggle out of that. Because you've already said the shit. And that shit has had emotional consequences for a person. And now that person has to deal with that shit. And they're always going to wonder if it was true. Did you mean that shit? Because that's some pretty rough shit to say. And hey, maybe I needed to hear it. Maybe not. The point is it was said. And damage has been done due to it being said. So now what? I don't fucking know, dog. I don't fucking know. I don't want to get to that point where I get so upset and I'm just trying to rip someone to fucking shreds, though. But sometimes being honest and telling the truth, like in this situation with my girlfriend's dog, Roman, please don't blame yourself. That's not what she needed to hear. But I think, I think personally, it is what she needed to hear. You don't need to blame yourself for something like this. The situation already sucks. Please don't do this to yourself. Please. I don't think it's going to help you. It's not going to help you. It's not going to help anybody. 
but some part of me feels like a giant asshole for saying that. And I just don't know, you know? I could be dealing with this very poorly. I haven't an idea. I haven't an idea. So I appeal to you and your opinion, and you can let me know what you think. Because frankly, sometimes I think I have people figured out. And then I realize, ah, you don't have people figured out. You know why? Because you don't have you figured out. How do you deal with this? How are you supposed to act when somebody is upset? How do you want someone to treat you when you're upset? And maybe you should do that. In that situation, though, I would have wanted to be told exactly that. But it's just not how people operate. And I think I'm actually quite out of touch with the masses, if that's what you want to call them. Frankly, I don't mind. Because I don't want to become like a lot of people. There's more people I don't want to be like than there are people I do want to be like. You know? And I'm clamoring for the kind of people I want to be like. I'm dying for good influence. That's what I want in my life. So I'm trying to listen to and talk to and be with people who are going to provide me with like a really good basis of behavior and action and way to deal with things and who are like there, active, active in my fucking life, active in my life and actually concerned for my well-being because God damn it, I fucking care about my friends and I want them to be okay. And when they're not, I don't feel okay. Am I just insane for that? Is that my clinginess because, like, I don't have family. I'm trying to replace my family with, with other people who I wish were my family? Probably. Probably. What an amazing form of adaptation. Because I got to tell you, not contacting or talking to your family, if you don't know what that's like, if you don't know what cutting your family out is like, it's incredibly challenging. Um, it bothers me sometimes where... A few years ago, after I had cut my family out, it didn't really bother me. But I think about it as I get older, you know what I mean? And um, I always want to try and correct, but I just feel so fucking butthurt and bothered by the shit that they did to me. That the idea of like, I don't know, contacting my mom again or something, it just irks me. For a moment, I'm like, yes. And then a moment after, I'm like, no. Dude, this lady brought me into this world only to break my heart. Rip it out. Step on it. This is my mom, you know? So I can't. I Like the idea of running back, just like running back to a fucking crazy ex-boyfriend. Why would I want to do that? You spat on my face. You took your hand, stuck it in my chest, ripped my fucking heart out, threw it on the ground and stomped on it while I cried. And you did not care. You didn't fucking care. And it's amazing that my brain still, like my body and my brain are like, maybe you need to see how your mom's doing. And then right after that, that little thing in my brain's like, fuck no. Mm-mm. Stop thinking about them and focus on the friendships and the people that you have in your life now because that is what you're building. And relationships are hard to build. Relationships and people you're getting feedback from remind you of your and advise you of your inadequacies and the, the things you need to get better at if you want things to be better. And um, I fail a lot, you know. Sometimes my head is too far up my own ass. 
And um, I don't like that. I just want to be a good friend. I want to be somebody who enters someone's life and improves it. And if that's not something that I can do, then I hope they'll have the sense to kick me out or give me feedback or something, you know? Because I just, I, I can't. And I'm frustrated because I'm getting older. Dude, life is getting shorter. Why wouldn't you want to maximize the good times in your life? You can't do that without going through really difficult and trying shit. And I swear to God, there are so many fucking times where I just want to give up on shit. Because it's so much easier to start anew. Beginnings are always better. You know? They're new, they're fresh, they're exciting. As soon as you start to walk into the storybook a little bit, it gets a little too verbose for me. <laughs> Things start, start getting a little wordy. And it gets complicating. And now two webs are getting tangled up, or three or four, or whatever. And I just want to keep it sorted. And I hate the feeling that, oh, you might be a shit friend, Amy. You might actually be a shitty person. You actually, well, not a shitty person. I'm not a shitty person. But you might be a shitty friend. And you might need to reconsider the way that you talk to people that you care about. Never mind outside of that circle. I do not give a fuck about how I talk to people outside of my circle. I mean, the, the rule is very basic. We can approach everything with respect. And if that's the case, that's how I'm going to behave. I will not start shit for no reason. But if you're going to start shit with me, don't expect me not to retaliate. Anyways, enough of this fucking ha-ha, rah-rah-rah-rah. I'm so awesome. I suck. I'm so awesome. I suck. I'm so awesome. I suck. Isn't it crazy how I can be both at the same time? <laughs> I don't. I don't want to live out my days on this planet being a shitty friend, being a shitty girlfriend, being a shitty sister, whatever, whatever the fuck I'm going to be or give, be given the opportunity to be. I don't want to do it shitty. My job, my whatever, you know, I want to do it proper. I care to do it proper. I care to provide value. That's what I want to do. And I'm having such a rocky time figuring out how to get there because my personal relationships mean everything to me. And when they don't go well or when I feel like I'm performing poorly, it just feels like a huge fail to me. And I don't know how to get past that feeling. And uh, I'm lucky. I mean, people understand how I am. They understand how I communicate. So they don't think there's anything wrong with that. But I have to improve. I, I want to create with people you love. I think it's important very much to create security. You want people to feel secure with you. You want people to feel comfortable with you. Like they can actually depend on you. Look, being able to depend on your friends for money and that kind of stuff if you need it is great. But there's nothing more fulfilling than getting that emotional and social support that we all fucking need. That is on the road to psychological stability. You want well-being? You learn to talk to your friends. You want well-being? You learn to talk to your family. Holy fuck. This fit bitch just ruined my rant again. How dare ye? How dare ye? I thought I turned it off. No, I didn't. But you know what? 
just be a good friend. And yeah, you should care. You're, the quality of your friendship and the quality of you that you're giving to people should fucking matter. And for fuck's sake, please give a fuck. Please give a fuck about the people around you. Don't be one of these bitches who's like, oh, fuck. He or she is gone now. I wish I did this then. Because that will fucking kill you. And it will go to the grave with you. And it is a very upsetting regret to have, I would imagine. All right? You listening? Help me! (laughs) Oh, man, oh, man. What a rough morning. Blackface, friend shit. Oh, my God. This being a human being stuff is no joke, you know? So now, in order to enjoy and relax, I'm going to need to listen to some music and chill out. I got to blow dry my hair. I woke up this morning and I took a shower. (coughs) I woke up this morning and I took a shower and I have this turban on my head, which I should probably take off now so that my hair can have a little bit of air dry for the next little bit. You hear that shit? My hair is just so long and it's everywhere and it's so beautiful and it smells fantastic. You do not even know. My coffee is like lukewarm now. Mmm. It's a lukewarm, but it's still delicious. I'm gonna have to warm that shit up here in a minute. And I think that's how it's gonna go. I think that's the end of the show. I think I've just... I've, I've finally been able to, to wrap up all my concerns in the last thoughtcast into a simple statement of like, I'm worried about being a shitty friend. And I wonder if anybody else thinks like that. I don't even think people do. <laughs> I don't think people do. Um, I don't know. Because I don't think I've ever had a conversation with anybody who was like, you know what, dude, I just don't think I'm being a good friend right now. The way that I approached this or the way that I said this to my friend or said this, like, I don't know if I'm hurting their feelings or if I'm useful or helpful. And I don't know if I ever will get good at being consoling or useful or helpful if I don't get feedback or whatever. So it's like, what other option do I have but to ask other people if they have the same concerns? Do you? Do you ever care or wonder if if the quality of friendship or relationship that you're providing someone is actually good? Do you ever care about like what this person needs or what this person might need from you in order to feel better? That's something I wish I asked her, okay? Like this girlfriend of mine, she is such a fucking sweetheart. She's so sweet. She loves me so much and I love her so much. And I couldn't take a second to just ask her. She called me. She messaged me first and she said, I need you. And I called her right back. And I'm there for you. But what can I do? What do you need from me? What would be optimal for you, for me to behave right now? Because if I can stop you or help you to not feel so hurt right now and not be crying and not be devastated. Even if I can assuage or mitigate a little bit what you're feeling to make you feel better, please, please give me some feedback because I'm 110% willing to do whatever I need to do 
to make you not sad right now. Because I fucking love you, dude. You're my fucking friend. And I don't want to see you sad. Oh my god, so emo. I hate it. I hate it because I want to fix problems. And it sucks when you can't. It's just brutal. It's brutal. It's brutal to see people you, you love upset and sad and hurting. Maybe I'm just super sensitive to it. I must be. I can't believe I'm crying. But I'm cracking open, you know? Like I'm getting to a point in my life where like holding back just seems so stupid. Why hold back? Why? One life to live here. If I'm going to be a friend, may as well be a bomb-ass friend, but please help me help you. Please tell me what you need. Please tell me, and I will be here for you. (laughs) I feel like I need to call her and talk to her. I think I'm going to do that later. I really just hate it. I hate feeling like I just failed as a friend, as a person in any way. It's rough. But you know what? It's on the road to improvement and being better and just being a better friend. I'm going to learn. That's what I'm here for. We're here to learn. And, you know, I like I said, I, I never want to see my friends upset. And um, for anybody out there right now who's going through some tough shit, listen, if you're making it through, good for you. Because it's hard. And sometimes shit gets you down. And sometimes all you fucking need is a word of encouragement from someone you love. Hey, it's going to be okay. Hey. You're going to make it another day. Hey, this too shall pass. It's all right. Don't worry about it. Don't worry about it. I know what hurts and I know what's hard right now. But once you get through this, once you make it, once you crawl or whatever it is you need to do, just don't forget that you made it forward. And don't forget that it was so difficult for you and you felt like it was never going to end and like you just wanted to die. Don't forget that. Because you're still here and you made it through that phase. And God damn it, I'm so proud of you. And that's why you fucking need parents and good parents. Because when you're an adult and, and you're like constantly confused or if you have any kind of issue and it's just such a simple thing to tell someone, hey, you're doing great. It's okay. Don't worry about it. Chill out. Life is a little fucked up. It's going to be like that. But I'm proud of you for making it here. Some of us didn't get to hear that shit and it's everything. And don't underestimate the power of telling somebody that they're doing great when they're going through something so difficult. And it doesn't matter if it's difficult for you. It doesn't fucking matter. It matters that it's difficult for them and they need help. And that's something I need to, I need to figure out is that, you know what I mean? It doesn't fucking matter what you think about how someone deals with their grief. Yes, tell her not to blame herself. That's important. But how people process things, how people learn things, the pace at which they do those things, these are all their own. You can't force fuck people in and out of situations they do not want to be in. And that's okay. So you got to let them be. You just got to stand next to them sometimes while they're doing whatever they need to do 
to survive in that moment. Because that's what it feels like when your body is under so much goddamn stress. You're going into survival mode. (sighs) Oh, man. There's so much to learn in this life every day. (laughs) But you know what, dog? Let me tell you one thing. Let me tell you one thing. Baby boy, I'll tell you. The one thing that feels good and that has always felt good to me is honestly expressing emotion no matter how fucking silly you feel about it. Because you know what? My girlfriend, yeah, she bawled her fucking eyes out. And she cried so hard. And I've never in my life heard somebody cry like that before. And it hurt. It hurt me to see her like that. But you know what? She is processing grief properly. Not pushing it down, not pretending it doesn't exist. Who fucking cares if anybody thinks it's so stupid that you were so attached to a dog? Who gives a fuck? You loved that dog. That dog brought you something in your life that made you happy and it's been ripped away. And you know what? When shit gets ripped away from you, guess what? It's fucking sad. It's not that weird when people react like that. And good for her for being able to grieve like a healthy person and not pushing it down and pretending she feels fucking nothing. Because I got to tell you, I'm so fucking sick and tired of those people. I am bored of you. You are boring. You fucking pretending not to feel assholes. You're boring. I'm tired of you. I don't want you away from me. I love her because she like, tell me every little single thing. And it's probably... Probably a girl thing, too. It's a girl thing for sure, right? Like, I'm probably not going to get feels out of guys, which is unfortunate because I think guys do this the most. I think guys push down a lot of shit because they need to give off this fucking macho bravado apex alpha bullshit like they're strong or whatever. Whatever, dude. You're a fucking broken human being. Fix yourself. Just wait till you break. I am waiting. (laughs) I don't believe in that stuff pushing it down. It's so bad. You know, every guy should have a good friend. That's a girl that he can talk to about his feelings. That isn't going to make him feel like he's a bitch. Cause I know guys who are like, yeah, I talk to my guy friends about this. And they're like, fuck man, dude, just go, go drink, go, go fucking strip club, whatever. And he's like, I just need to do what is psychologically healthy for me. And instead of masking this fucking problem, why don't I talk about it and articulate it so that I can understand it and then put it to rest? Yes, because that is what you're supposed to do. That's what a healthy person does. That's what I'm trying to do too. And I'm crazy unhealthy mentally. (coughs) Actually, I shouldn't say that. I'm not crazy unhealthy. I should stop doing that. A little bit, just a little unhealthy. <laughs> oh man, oh man. Listen, let me recommend you a song before I go that I've been listening to like crazy, okay? Obviously, right now I have quite an obsession with Dead Mouse. Yes, this we understand. There's a beautiful song that he has. I think it's called A Moment to Myself. And, uh, I got to tell you, I don't know what it is. I don't know how he does it, but he's so good 
making music and it's so layered and it's just so intricate and the way all these layers just permeate within each other and just the harmonies they make they're beautiful i'm probably using the wrong terminology i'm just so hype about this damn song that i need to tell you about it i need to make it sound epic i want you to listen to it it's dead mouse a moment to myself and you want good headphones all right close your eyes i really feel that i really feel like it's a moment to myself <laughs> all right you fucking dorks <laughs> it's friday junior i hope y'all have a great motherfucking day have a great ass cup of coffee give your friends a great ass hug and hey let people you care about know that you're proud of them and shit once in a while okay encourage people to do better and tell them they're good if you feel like they are life's too short not to be encouraging and loving and you know what like i'm at a point now where i'm like i've been lacking this my whole life dude i have been lacking proper parental love proper support proper guidance i'm still having a hard time finding what i need in that respect and I mean, no doubt there's something in me that causes that as well. I'm, I'm not saying it's the world's. It's certainly my responsibility. But um, it's, it's important. Okay, don't, you do not want people to end up broken like me. Okay, <laughs> where, where really it can be thrown in your face that, look, I'm sorry your parents didn't love you and shit, but yeah. That shouldn't even matter, okay? <laughs> Don't let it matter. You gotta focus on the people that love you. And if you're somebody who loves somebody, tell them they're awesome if you feel like they're awesome. And if you don't feel like they're awesome, help them be awesome. Or tell them they're not so they can course correct and do what they gotta do. But don't be mean to people you love as much as you can, okay? Just be nice. You don't have to be nice to everybody. Just be nice to the people you love and the people you claim to like a lot. Okay. 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 Anyways, that's enough of me. It's been a fucking hour. It's amazing how much time flies by, you know? <laughs> Big smile, though. <laughs> From, oh my God, blah, 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 blackface Trudeau to tears to big smiles again. Thank you for listening. I appreciate your ear. Have a killer day, killer. All right. I like like you. I like like you a lot. And uh, we'll chat soon. Because... Mwah!